What's going on, RB? Welcome to Red Zone Radio. Great to be here. Great to have you. Just like us in Red Zone Radio on the RB app, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere that you get your podcast. Hope everyone had a great weekend. And uh, let's talk about some of the great Final Four games that happened over the weekend, specifically Duke, North Carolina. We'll be previewing the national championship tonight. Should be great. All right, let's talk about Final Four. So, uh, Duke played North Carolina in an epic game, an epic basketball game, an epic, an epic rivalry, um, and they and they lost. And um, I, I I think you know for the most part. Of course, it's just my opinion, but for the most part, unless you were a North Carolina fan, and unless you were a fan of Kansas or Villanova, you were rooting for Coach K to go out with the national championship, avenge that win in North Carolina. I mean, it would have been the perfect written story, right? Loses final home in North Carolina, makes up for it, beats North Carolina, wins on Monday night. But uh, it didn't happen. And, uh, you know, it's fine. But I, I, his career is, I don't think it puts a debt or anything, uh, you know, or anything like that on his career, any blemishes, anything like that, because his career is pretty much set in stone. Obviously, the championship would have been huge, but nonetheless, his career is, is uh, look, it's arguably the best ever. And uh, Duke's going to be fine. Duke's going to get talent. It's just like if Nick Saban left Alabama, the brand that Alabama is, the uh, their statue in college football is very similar to Duke and the brand there on their statue in college of basketball. They're gonna get top level recruits. They're gonna get talent, and uh, it, it's gonna be awesome. But but I do want to say this: the thing that Coach K, um, when you watch them this tournament run, the thing about Coach K is. In college basketball, you know, uh, like Roy Williams, he retired last year. And a lot of the, you know, in college football, you have Nick Saban um, still, obviously, or Meyer retired a couple years ago, but you still have Nick Saban, um, Dabble Tweeney. In NFL, you still have Bill Belichick. And with Coach K retiring, it's not to say that there are not elite level coaches out there. I mean, heck, we heck we saw a bunch of them in the tournament, right? We, we saw a lot of good coaches in the tournament. We did. Um, but there aren't really a whole lot of coaches left in college basketball that are historically great that the level of Coach K is. Like, like there aren't a whole lot of Nick Sabans left in college football, but I don't think Nick Saban's retiring within the next, you know, three years, in my opinion. And I think, you know, there are some coaches out there, uh, Lincoln, Riley, Dabble Tweeney, that are young and will take over. And you can certainly make that argument for college basketball. Certainly, there are great coaches out there. You're going to see two of the best coaches in the country play at night. But... You know, with Coach K retiring, the thing that's concerning me for college basketball is we don't. I, I feel like college basketball just over the past five years just has not been the same. Even I mean, we lo- I I love March Madness. 
I, I know people love March Madness, but outside of that, how much college basketball do you really watch? And and I and I get it, but I'm just saying, like like college football, like week one, you're watching, you know, you're watching Alabama within the first few weeks. It's gonna get a huge ring. They're gonna play Louisiana Monroe. That's gonna be a huge game. Uh, you you you'll watch games like, uh, you know, Ohio State and uh, and you know Toledo games like that. You'll watch elite level schools play smaller schools um, simply because uh, it, it's it's the urgency in college football, it's the players, it's the Heisman, it's the college football playoff, whereas like in college basketball, you've got a 64-team tournament, so if your team's having uh, a rough year, one of two things are true, either your team just isn't that good this year, they're not going to win it anyway, but you'll still get to watch them play in the postseason, or they've had a player injured during the season, they're going to come back in the tournament as a lower seed, and they're going to be great, or you're going to see a Cinderella-like story in the tournament. And so, you know, the national championships tonight, and it's good. It, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it and all that. But with Coach K retiring, and when you look at the, the major sports, I think... You know, I college football is my number one sport, but I think it goes NFL, college football, then number three NBA, and you know, I, I think then you can certainly make an argument between MLB and college basketball. It just the urgency that you see with college football and college or the NFL and the talent that you see. And the competitive balance that you see in the NBA, you might get that in March Madness, and I love March Madness, it's fun to watch, but it's just the amount of household names is very small in college basketball, especially now with Coach K leaving, because you don't have players staying that long. Any players that that are elite enough to go after one year are one and dones. And so you know, you you watch college basketball and it's fun and it's exciting and tonight's going to be fun and it's going to be a great game, I think. But uh the the future of college basketball um is going to be rough if they do not find a way to find some you know, cr- create some great names uh household names that are that are there for i don't mean the long haul but somewhat a long haul you know more than more than seeing them play three times in march um and then declare for the nba draft all right um this was breaking news was recording the podcast saw this this was a big story adam schefter reports Eagles saints agreed a big trade so the Saints are going to receive the number 16 pick and the number 19 pick. The Eagles get the number 18 pick in the first round. They get a third round pick. They get a seventh round pick this year. Then they get next year, uh, the 2023 draft, they get a first round pick. And then in 2024, they get a second round pick. So the Saints gave up a lot for two first round picks this year. I'm curious uh, what they are looking at there, who they are looking at, a potential quarterback maybe. Um, look, the thing is, the Saints know 
the, and, and I tell you why I like this move. Because the Saints are going in this year, a new head coach. Um, this is going to be their first year in a long time without having Drew Brees at the controls and Sean Payton as the head coach. That is a that is a leap. Th- th- I mean that that is hard hard to replace. And so when you look at uh when you look at the Saints and their future, they're like, look, you know, I know Tom Brady came back to division, but outside of that, the conference is easy. Our division outside of one team is easy. And by the way, we always beat Tom Brady the regular season anyway. The conference is easier. The division is easy. We always beat the one hard team in our division anyway. We have to make a move. We have to make some sort of aggressive move in order to... uh, In order to... Try and make up for this lack of Drew Brees and John Payton. It's nothing against Jameis Winston, but you got to think about what they might try to do here. And there's going to be a list of quarterbacks. Malik Willis may already be taken, but you're still going to have an option at someone like a Matt Corral, and you're still going to have an option at some great weapons if that's what you want to do. Chris Olave should be available. Jameson Williams should be available. Any of those guys. Great, 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 great to choose, great to pick. I I think when you look at the Saints and you look at their future, it's like, yeah, you know what, we're in kind of a a rough spot, but it's not terrible. It's It's not a total, complete rebuild. And the best part is, listen, I think we can all agree, if you take the Saints and you put them in the AFC, their situation looks 100 times worse. But because of the conference and they're in, because of the division that they're in, it's like, you know what? They can get this thing up on the ground. I mean, I mean they can give this thing some legs fast. And one of the best ways to do that with young talent. Are they going to pick a receiver? Are they going to pick a, uh, you know, uh, a quarterback? Who knows? But they gave up a lot for two first-round picks in this year draft. So they're clearly playing something. Um It'll be interesting. Uh, another report from Adam Schefter. This was very recently posted this on his Instagram. Uh, at least that's where I'm seeing it. Chris Olave uh, is visiting with the Jets today. So, uh, like I said, so so this is something else I want to get to. Uh, Devontae Parker was traded to the Patriots over the weekend. I'll tell you why this is a big deal. When you look at the Patriots... You, you look at them, and you look at the team, it's not the best team in the league. Their weapons cast isn't the best. Their coach, they've got that figured out. But outside of that, their conference just got absolutely more stacked this year. Uh, and their division got a lot better. I, look, I, It's not the best division in the National Football League, but you got to think about this. they got to play Josh Allen twice a year. Two of choice years now, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill on real speed on that team. And also, someone else you got to face twice a year now is Jets. And I know it's like, okay, but they're the Jets. They're not going to be great this year. But but that report of Chris Olave 
And I was thinking about the Jets the other day, and I was thinking, you know, the Jets rebuild is not in like this terrible, awful place. First of all, I think Robert Sala is a good coach. And I think once you get the the once you get the weapons uh not sorry, not the weapon once you get the uh scheme potentially uh an upgrade on the defense side of the ball, you know, this team's not looking in terrible shape or in terrible condition. So it obviously that's gonna be a big part of what it all comes down to, but man. So I mean it's 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 certainly it's you when you look at the Saints and you look at their future and I know I I broke this down but I think something that's really important to think about is their future it's going to obviously go one of two ways and I think it's going to happen rather fast. Next year is either going to be a really me- it's going to be a mess or they're going to be right back in the playoff mix. I I don't think in my opinion I don't think there's an in between. Why? Because this year, the NFC is wide open. One of the top, you know, let me ask you this. When you look at the NFC, what teams do you look at that you're like, they're going to win it? And I think of three. The Rams, the Bucks, the Packers. And the reality is, all of those teams got worse this offseason besides for the Bucks. And here's why. The Rams did get Allen Robertson. And they... And and I totally understand that that they got that they got more pieces and um, and all of that. But I'm telling you, the Andrew Whitworth tackle loss to retirement is huge. You're gonna have a hard time replacing him at left tackle. They're still going division, still gonna be a problem to deal with. But they did get worse, in my opinion. The Packers got worse. They lost Devontae Adams. They lost. Their, they lost. Uh, they they're paying Aaron Rodgers an absolute fortune. They lost to Darius Smith. They lose they're losing guys left and right. And the Buccaneers, although they didn't get worse, they are gonna have a new head coach who we all think is a good coach, but it's gonna be a new head coach. And and the Saints always deal with the Buccaneers anyway. Whether or not they have Drew Brees or not, they always for some reason that's just Tom Brady's kryptonite. So Look, it's not that I think they're going to the NFC. And I think, you know, the Cardinals are certainly talented, but they only got worse. Teams in the NFC only got worse this year. The Saints have a chance to only get better. And the trade, um, man, this trade is going to be a big deal. All right, well, whew, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Red Zone Radio. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. And uh, one more thing before you go. I would just like to do a quick uh, read a quick bio verse from Psalms. This one comes from the book of Psalms, Psalms one sixteen, verse seven. Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with it, with you. For you have delivered my soul from death, my eyes from tear, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of living. I believed, therefore I spoke. 
I am greatly afflicted. I said in my haste, All men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. O Lord, truly I am your servant. I am your servant, the son of your maidservant. You have loosed my bonds. I will suffer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all its people in the courts of the Lord's house in the midst of you, O Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. <sighs> Look, um, you know, I've been trying to read out of these, out of the, you know, the wisdom books, the Psalms, the Proverbs, um, and the reason why I do that is because these books are are very important to sort of give you it gives you an idea you know the psalmist for example it gives you an idea of what these people are calling out to God for and when you read them you know a lot of what they're calling out to God for not all because some of it is, is specific to obviously the time and place where they were um but a lot of what they're calling out to God for is 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 stuff that we call out to God for. And if you and um and for example, you know, in this verse it says, "What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? I will take up the cup of salvation and will call upon the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord now in the presence of all His people." So you know that verse. What shall I render to the Lord? For all his benefits toward me, I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. That that is a very powerful verse because whether you're listening to this and I do appreciate you're still listening and you're like, you know, I don't I don't believe in I don't believe in God. God still God still is giving you benefits right now. You're still he's still giving you life at this very moment. You still are experiencing some of his graciousness and kindness and life. And so, I'm just asking you, instead of turning from him, instead of running from him, think to yourself, you know, life is not that long. And I don't know when I'm going to die, but even if in your head you're like, I'm not going to die. And even if that's true, and even if you die when you're 90, that's a long life, but even if you die then... What does it matter? I, I mean, if we're just going to die and go down to the dirt, what does any of this matter? Why Why even I even talk? Why don't I have a conversation if we're just going to die and go down to the dirt? Because I think we all know that's not really what happens. And the unfortunate truth is there are two places you go when you die. And, uh, the reality is as much as people think good people, you got to be a good person, go to heaven, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this. The reality is you can't earn eternal life because that's not possible. To go to heaven, there's a narrow way. Jesus said, you got to find the narrow way. What is the narrow way? Well, the narrow way is Jesus. The narrow way is repenting of your sins, turning from them, and putting your faith in Jesus. When you do that, you'll have God's gift of eternal life. But you say, well, what are my sins? Well, you know, the Ten Commandments, 
when we broke those, and we all know thou shalt not use God's name in vain. You can't, uh, Jesus said, when you look with lust, you commit adultery in your heart. When you look with lust, commit adultery. And so, we've all broken the Ten Commandments. The Bible also says, he who hates is guilty of murder. We've all hated people. And the thing is, you can't say, oh, that's the, I don't do that anymore. Well, actually, that doesn't really matter. Because we're in the court of law, and you say, yeah, but I haven't done that. It's in my past. You still have earned what that judge is going to give you. And you know, the Bible says the what death is, according to the Bible, is wages. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. So we are paid for our sin with death. And when we stand before God, we got to give an account for our life. And the reality is he's going to judge us. Um, and it's not, it's not always the funnest thing to think about, but he's going to judge us. And I want you to think about this. What's a, what is the way to avoid the death penalty, the second one? And what I mean by that is the Bible says that we all die once in life, but then you're either going to live forever after that or you're going to go to hell. Bible calls hell the second death. Um, I tell you, I, 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 I don't want anyone to go to hell. I don't want you to go after you're listening to this. I'm doing this just because I care about you because I don't want you to go to hell. And if you're still listening, I do appreciate it. So, so what is the way out of it? Well, the Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So the way out of it is Jesus. I think we all know that Jesus died on the cross, but we don't understand what that means for us. What it means is. God came down in human form in Jesus. He died on the cross. When he died, he said, it is finished. What does that mean? It means that he took our punishment of hell on the cross because he knew we were all sin. He knew we were all sinners. God's wrath was put upon his son that day, Jesus Christ. And so, the only way to escape God's wrath and the only way to escape your sin and be freed from is to be born again. The way to be born again is to repent from your sins, turn from them, get before God, repent of your sins, and put faith in Jesus. Jesus is the Savior. Put your faith in Jesus. And when you do that, when you cry before God and you say, God, I've done, I've done this, you confess your sin, you repent of it, you turn from it, and you put your faith in Jesus, He's going to grant you eternal life. It's a free gift that he gives. You can't earn it. Don't try to earn your way to heaven. Don't trust in yourself. Trust in Jesus. If you're still listening, I greatly appreciate it. Two things I encourage you highly to check out if you want more on this. Um, the crossexamine.org or on YouTube, you can have a crossexamine. Frank Turk, great guy. Hope you, uh, I'm sure any question you have, he's got an answer to. Um, he's, he goes around, answers uh Kids on college campuses about God. Another person, and this will this will give you an idea of what I was doing here. Ray Comfort, Living Waters, um, type in Living Waters on YouTube. Ray Comfort, a great, um, an absolute great guy. Um, he, uh, you'll get an idea of what I'm doing here, and I'm sure he will help you out. And if anything, feel free to DM me at Red Zone Underscore Radio. I'd be happy to help you out if you send me a DM. Um, pray for you, whatever you want. Um, but please think about this seriously, and thank you so much for still listening.
And one more thing, I'll just a quick prayer for you, dear Father. I ask that you touch this person's heart, that you convict them with the Holy Spirit, that you let them see their need for a Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're still listening, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time on Red Zone Radio.